0: team selling? Is it something that you're doing? Is it something you should try? And if so, how do you do it effectively? That's what we are talking about in this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.
1: Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in.
2: Well, I think it's a great idea. I, you know, if you stop and think about the sales process, it's a busy process. I mean, if you're out selling insurance to a small account, you're making a presentation of a small account, not so much. But if you're doing something for someone that is a significant account, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in a producer's head and a producer needs help. And I've, I've done it both ways. And I'll tell you, working with a teammate is so much more important. The scenario is I'm sitting in front of, let's say, Matt, and Matt is a significant client or significant prospect. There are certain things that I know I need to cover. There are certain things that I'm going to make a pitch of why I a better choice for him than anybody else. And my mind is going down the track that, that I usually use. If Christian is sitting there with me, he can observe, he can jot down questions that he wants to ask. Now, when we're talking about team selling. We're talking about two people participating in the sale. We're not talking about one person being the producer and somebody just sitting there like a lump. We want to make sure that everybody in the room has something to do, even if it's a rookie that's going along and they're shadowing you. That's a whole different kind of subject that we could get into. But you always want people to have something to do. Uh, so if if Christian's my wingman on this thing, he's going to have things to do. He's going to notice reactions, he's going to notice questions. He's going to ask questions that maybe I would miss. I'm more relaxed that way because I've got somebody helping me on a very big presentation. If I stub my toe, which we do from time to time, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect, believe it or not. Um, if I stub my toe, there's somebody there to back me up. And then I can back him up or her up, whoever's with me. I think team selling, we see it here. We know statistically team selling You're more successful If you team sell then if you're not, you make a better presentation. I think it's better for everybody involved in this. Uh, I think there's the perception of the client is, it's just not me, not only it's me, it's me, it's the person with me and a large organization behind me. So I think it really, really works.
3: Boy, that's, Rick, that's right on. Uh, Paul, your initial question I think was, is team selling a good thing or a good idea? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Guys, I'll just share my own experience briefly. I formed my first agency in 1980, I think, but whatever, <laughs> a long time ago. And I had one partner. So there were two principals. And we decided from the very beginning, we're going to team sell. And part of our pitch is going to be, look, you're working with both principals, both partners. If I'm not around... Uh, and you have some burning issue, chances are you can get a hold of Bob or vice versa. Uh, obviously, goes without saying that it's important to have a compatible teammate. <laughs> but uh, with my uh, partner in that agency, we were incredibly compatible. By compatible, I mean kind of just what you were saying, Rick. I might be speaking and droning on. Who knows about a topic in front of that prospect? And my partner would notice that he didn't really quite get that. And so when I finally paused, you know, my partner would diplomatically say, you know, another way of what Matt's saying, and he'd put just a little fine point of now the guy understood what I was saying, or maybe the guy didn't care about what I was saying, but I wasn't really in tune to that. But my partner, Bob, you know, could observe that because he's not talking. He's not thinking about what he's going to say next. So it's just really effective uh just another couple quick comments so i i mean i've done that for you know 35 or 40 years uh a lot of team selling uh, and absolutely i'm convinced that our hit ratios are higher when we do that a couple other quick comments i have found the number of team players to come in is ideally two you know any more than that My feeling, you don't want to bring in the Mongol hordes, you know, to make a presentation to one person. It just it's you know, it almost puts them on the defensive, I think. But I think they do like the idea that they're meeting more than one representative of the company and they know there's a whole larger, you know, team behind that. Um, And one last comment. It's fun. And it's easier or it's more effective after whatever that meeting is to debrief with your partner, share observations. And inevitably, you know, my partner would make a comment. Hey, did you notice that he really lit up when when we talked about this? And I'll go, I didn't even notice that. It's just two sets of eyes and ears. You know, is better.
4: Yeah, I'll chime in thirdly and uh, agree with the panel. I mean, I think it's absolutely important. I think it helps establish a very strong relationship. Um, I mean, you have a better, your, your odds are better. You're going to establish that strong relationship. If you have another person there uh, it's happened to me several times. I've taken a partner out and uh, you know, the other partner has actually established that relationship quickly because they have observed something I didn't observe in that, in that initial meeting. Um, so again, yeah. And I couldn't agree with you guys more. If you can, If you can pull it off, get into team selling and, uh, you know, taking an account manager out, you know, is I've done that, that, that actually works well too, because many times your clients are going to speak with your account manager uh, on a, on a a weekly basis, if not daily and uh, letting them meet each other in person um, can be very effective in establishing a relationship. And I'll bet you your competition is not doing it. So one more way to differentiate yourself from, comp- from your competition.
2: You know, One of the things that Matt said, I think is, is really important. Um, you need to practice as a team. And Christian, I know you're all over practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to take somebody out, especially an account manager, they're not salespeople. They live in a black and white world. Um, have a very clear definition or understanding of what everybody's going to be doing. If you're taking another producer out, it's here's who we're talking to, here's what we're going to do, here's what I want you to do, here's whatever. The only thing I will will guard against shows you how great I was. So I was working with a team member. This guy was wonderful. He was really great. And we both realized we talked too much. What a surprise. That's why these meetings go longer than they need to. So I told Tom, listen, Tom, if you're talking too much, I'm going to do this. He goes, okay. Okay. And if you're talking too much and we're wearing ties and suits, he said, I'm going to adjust my tie. You're getting this all day long. And finally, the guy said, are you guys all right? I swear to God, he said, are you guys all right? And we said, you know what? Here's the deal. And we just told him, we're excited about this. We talk too much. We're too much into this thing. No, I I don't have some sort of disease here. And he's not choking. Um, We didn't write the account. We were not prepared. We didn't oh, do a very good job okay. of going out practicing, and we both believed in practice. We didn't practice as a team. So it's like getting your basketball court, you're ready to play in the finals. Five people who have never played with each other go out and get them. Yeah. You know, you yeah. need to practice. Yeah.
3: I, I had a similar experience once, guys. Uh, I'll make it really brief, but I had an inside marketing, you know, placement person who had never, ever met face-to-face with an actual client before. You know, he interfaced with the underwriters. And he really wanted to go out with me on a particular account that I controlled. He wanted to go out on the renewal because he had had a couple of conversations with that client, you know, whatever. And and he really wanted to go out and meet. And so I said, fine. So I took him out. We made the renewal presentation. I had it all lined up. The, the client said, Okay. I agree, let's renew with Travelers or whatever the case was. I thought, great, I'm getting ready to get out of there. And this this marketing guy says, well, I don't know about that. And I look at him like, what are you doing here? You know, and he, because he kind of had an accident, He kind of wanted it to be placed with Hartford for whatever reason. And so we had a debriefing afterwards and suffice to say, I never took him out again. But um, yeah, another comment I was going to make is that, once in a great while, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Once in a great while, I've taken an underwriter or a carrier rep out. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And what I've discovered is, you know, it's like these clients think that us agents are like chopped liver or something. But you bring a carrier out, they roll out the red carpet. They're all impressed, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it's the right situation, that can be helpful, too.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a, a lot of different ways to to. Quote unquote team sell, Matt. I I think that uh, I've done that, bringing uh, carriers out. Uh, It does make a big difference. Uh, Again, it also separates you from your competition. They probably aren't doing it. Uh, And I've had it done against me where I did not team sell and they brought the carrier out. And the client Mm -hmm. said, that carrier, this is how they teed it up. This is how I would tee it up. The carrier is very interested in your business. You know, I, I think, you know, and, and I lost that account because I didn't do that. Mm. But team selling can can establish, done correctly, can establish, establish credibility. It can help you as a producer have someone, yes, absolutely, as Rick says, make sure that you've done your homework, make sure you've practiced, make sure you've talked it through. But as a producer, it can also establish your credibility in front of that prospect. If you have okay. someone with you, nodding in the affirmative, supporting what you're saying, picking up on all of these reads. There are just so many aspects uh, to team selling that make it very beneficial.
2: Yeah, you've met, we've all mentioned a couple of things that I think are really important. We learn more from our losses than we do our victories. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, it is, we could do a whole podcast on losses, on yes. things we've done wrong. When I hire a new producer, and I've said this in these meetings before, where they will say, hey, I made a big mistake. I was out, we didn't write this. Did you ever do, and I'll stop them and say, yeah, I did. I don't care what you said, what the screw up is. I did it. I did it long before coaching. I did it because I came into the industry and you can tell by my gray beard a long time ago, there wasn't coaching, there wasn't mentoring. There wasn't, no one was making the investments in producers that we must make now because producers are very expensive, and we want them to produce. So, you know, the, the, the errors that we make are really how we learn. And, and we've talked about this before. If somebody has carved a path through the forest, and they've taken a machete, and they've gone down, and they've, they've carved this path to success, why would I go, well, I don't want to take that route. I want to hack my own way through, and for a number of reasons. First of all, I'm incredibly lazy. Um, and, um, and, and I just want to, if somebody has carved a path to success through team selling through whatever, through correcting their mistakes, I want to follow that.
0: Absolutely. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Here's, here's two quick questions for each one of you. And that is when it comes to properly preparing to do team selling. And so what what is that? What's the conversation look like between you and whoever you're going with uh, before you enter that room to talk to that prospect? What's the conversation like? Um, what's kind of the battle plan that you have? But then also I think, I think, Christian, I heard you talk about this uh, on maybe one of our gold calls. What is then the conversation after the meeting? Uh, mm-hmm. What does that look like? And how do you guys debrief and whatever next steps look like? I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that.
4: Yeah, I, well, I'll, I'll jump in and explain that. I think uh, I'm a big proponent of making sure you've done your homework. Number one, so I, I approach any uh, outgoing sales call as if I'm entering a sporting event, as if I was going to war. Fortunately, I never served, and for those who have, I thank you for your service. But um, you know, you're you're going to battle. You're going to battle to put bring home the bacon, and uh, so. To do that, you wouldn't just jump into battle. You wouldn't just jump onto the basketball court and and without any practice. So the conversation prior to is with the other person, whether it be an underwriter, whether it be a CSR, whether it be another producer, is this is what I know about this account. Everything I, I share, everything I know about the account. This is the person we're going to see. And this is everything I know about the person. What I am going to do is X, Y, and Z. What I expect you to do is X, Y, and Z. And having that initial conversation, you have to do that. You can't just go in cold and expect it to just miraculously work out. Um, when you're when you're having that talk, so that's that's kind of how it goes, is this this is what I'm gonna do, this is what you're gonna do, this is what I know, this is why we're different, blah, blah, blah. Skip to the end. It is so important if you're especially team selling, but even when you're not, is to debrief yourself on that meeting. But when you have that other person, again, it can be an underwriter. They'll help you with this too. Is say, okay, go to your car and say, how, how did that go? What did you take from that? What did you think? You know, what points do you think we need to emphasize the next time we meet with this person? You can't be afraid to admit that you've made a mistake because only by making mistakes can you learn. And that's, that's the truth. So there's a debrief before and a debrief after that's how I would do it.
3: What, what I've done mainly with team selling are the closing meetings. Uh, and maybe that's just me, but more often, more often than not, my initial meeting with a prospect is just me. Not always, but but usually. And then, and I let the prospect know that, hey, when I'm back here next month or whatever, I'll probably be bringing my partner. And I tell them why that's important, that I want them to understand the the kind of gestalt, the far reach of our firm and our, our depth, et cetera. So usually for me, it's the closing meeting. And when we prepare for that, there's probably three things uh, to address that question, Paul. Uh, uh, as far as the preparing for that meeting, first of all, what is our goal for that meeting? Are we going for the BOR? You know, are we actually presenting a price quote, uh, which we do sometimes. There's situations where you have to do that. You don't represent the current carrier; it's a direct rider, whatever. Can't get a BOR. So we establish our goal, then we establish we do a game plan. Uh, kind of like military planning, like you're saying, Christian, what's our strategy going to be here? And then the third thing that we typically cover ahead of time is, okay, who's going to say what? <laughs> I'm going to deal with the property side of things when I'm done with that. Bob, you take over the general So if you know that up front, then it's a smooth, you're not stumbling over each other, right? It's a smooth transition. That's kind of our pre thing. As far as the post, the, the debriefing yeah, we do that a little less formally. We try to do it on the car ride back home, you know, to the office because it's fresh in your mind, how did that go? Where did we what did we do wrong? And it's really important, I think one of you guys mentioned this, it's really important. You can't have an ego. Don't let your ego get in the way. If if both team members are are willing to be really candid with each other and there's no hurt feelings, that's how you really learn. Cuz it's like when you Christian, I think you do this. You you guys, or maybe it's you, Ricky, you guys in your agency will do video type role playing. And when you watch yourself back, yeah, when you watch yourself back, mm-hmm. sometimes I hate the way I come across, no. you know, we're probably our own worst, worst critics, but it's the same thing when you have a really good team member that was there watching you and is not afraid to say, Hey, Matt, you know, uh, X, Y, Z, whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, you, something you said also, um, yeah, if I'm going out the first time, I probably don't take somebody with me because mm-hmm. in our in my way of thinking, the first meeting, we're not selling insurance at in the first meeting. We're not there. We're, we're developing a relationship. We're we're learning a little bit about them. Now we've done our homework. We know a great deal about them, but we're going out and we're really interviewing them. Do I want this person as my client? Do they want me as their client? I don't even mind having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be a good relationship that we're going to to foster for, for a long time. So we're kind of interviewing each other. The goal of the first meeting is to get the second meeting, and that's where we do a discovery. In other words, we come out, have a formal QA with them, asking very specific questions to their industry and giving them an opportunity to answer these things so we can learn what's important to them. The third meeting is presentation of solutions. We're gonna come out and have solutions to those. Problems where we've we've discovered that they have problems, emotion, whatever is behind those. So I think at meeting number two and meeting number three, certainly meeting number three. But I kind of like the idea of a team cell at two and three, where we're discovering their problems and we're coming back with solutions.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree.
4: I think I think taking a team meeting on the first call. Uh, you know, I'm not disagreeing. I, I think depending on the size of the prospect. Mm-hmm. It may make sense on the first time. I'm not afraid to do it on the first time. Uh, I'm not insinuating anyone's afraid, but I'm just saying if it's a large account, I will try to team sell on the first, on the first go. If not, you're absolutely right, second or third. Uh, and I would say to the listeners, look, this stuff works and uh, try it. And make sure that you have a good game plan. Make sure you take good notes, even in your debrief, and keep those notes to refresh yourself. My mind, sometimes I forget, you know, maybe what happened originally. And it was really important that my other team member saw if it's in the second meeting, I'm going to bring that back up in the third meeting and hit that hard if that's, a, if it's going to make a difference to the client. So again, not just having a conversation about it, but if they're key points, keep those notes, keep them in a place that you know where they're going to be. We keep them with the client information. And we, before I go back on on an actual uh, uh, delivery, I will re um, I'll go through those notes to make sure I'm not
3: missing something. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. You know, one last comment that occurs to me, and we've all experienced this: when it goes well, when you have the right team member with you, you've rehearsed, maybe maybe you've worked with that guy or lady for several years, you know, whatever. When it goes well, it just flows. It mm-hmm. just flows yeah, really nice, you know, yeah, and, and you does. know, you almost know what the other guy is going to say. And it, it just, yeah. So it, it's, de- yeah, it, I would say to any of the listeners, if you haven't tried team selling or you gave it kind of a whirl and then didn't like it, it's worth trying. It's worth working at to get good at it. Uh, Rick, I think you said right at the outset that you, you've experienced the, hit, the closing ratios higher and it, it just is. is. It just
0: it really is. is. Yep. Yeah. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that is something that hits home with you and that you can start implementing if you haven't already. If you have enjoyed what you have been hearing in this episode, as well as past episodes of the Preeminent Producer podcast, did you know that you can actually get personal coaching from these coaches that you have been listening to? If that is of interest, I encourage you to check out thepreeminentproducer.com to find out more about the coaching programs that we offer. And that way you can get personal coaching from these guys, which is invaluable. All right, guys, check us out more at the preeminent producer.com and we'll see you in the next episode.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the preeminent producer podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts that helps others find the show. And we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.